0: Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: Hello listeners and welcome back to the No Name Never podcast. It is Natalie and Dave here again interrupting your summer break with a second episode in our big non and ever summer quiz. Yes. Now stop right there before you go any further, because if you haven't yet listened to episode one of this um, collection, you haven't yet done the quiz, whilst it is too late to submit your answers for prize, you can still play along. So stop, pause this episode, go back two episodes and listen to the first part of our big summer quiz write your answers down, and then come back to us and we will give you the answers. If you have already done the quiz and you're here for the answers, welcome, welcome. Congratulations, you've finished our quiz. Thank you to all of you who submitted your answers. We will be revealing a winner this episode. Um, but without further ado, let's get on with the episode. Dave, here we are again. It feels like two minutes ago that we were sat recording our big summer quiz. Um, How have you been since we were last together? Yes,
2: not too bad. You're okay yourself? You've been uh, away and about, haven't you?
1: I have. I've been in the West Coast of America for a couple of weeks. Um, I am profoundly jet-lagged, so uh, listeners expect even more chaos than we normally get. Um and yeah, it's been great. I am uh, I'm very happy to see you see your face Dave. and and for those listeners who might raise a little bit of an eyebrow at like that uh, you will recall in our last edition, Dave Dave went all men in black on us he had sunglasses on. so nice to see you all fixed up and healed and, and back out of the wars, Dave. Yes. maybe try and avoid fights with corner tables or whatever it was that you fell into last time. We like you. We want you in one piece for the start of the new season. Um, so we've got a special episode. We are pausing the summer talk, transfer talk, what's happening with um, loan players, what's happening with pre-season friendlies, why is Luton not being swapped around, blah, 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 because we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to give you the answers, aren't we, Dave, to the big summer quiz. How do you want to do this? Do you want me to remind our listeners of the quiz questions and then you can give them the answer and um, any other little bits of facts that you want before we crown winners? winner? Is that how we want to yeah,
2: do well, it? Well, we, just a reminder, we had 20 questions. There were four sections. There first, work. records, quirky and last. So we'll go through all those. We'll repeat the questions. We'll reveal the answers. There were four part answers to each question. We wanted the year, the month, the opposition, and whether it was home or away. And Indeed. then I've got some extra supporting information just for uh, for interest, really.
1: You do spoil us, Dave. You really do. Okay, well, let's get going. I'm going to kick us off, listeners, if I can find my quiz sheet here. My goodness me, I'm I'm disorganised. What's going on? Here we are. Um, I have our uh, quiz questions here, Dave. Let's start with the first five questions, which in this section of firsts. Question number one, the first time Burnley played a match in the League Cup competition, what was the answer?
2: Right, we've got to go back quite a while for that. Obviously, the FA Cup's been going for uh, for a lot longer, but the League Cup didn't start until, uh, well, Burnley's first match in the competition wasn't until uh, 1960, the 1960-61 season, which was the year after we'd won the league title, of course, um, and we played Cardiff City. That was an away match. And that was in October of 1960. Uh, the actual date was October the 24th, but we just wanted the year and the month. Uh, the opposition Cardiff and let's say it was away um, and Burnley won the match. Burnley would played at Ninian Park. Uh, we won 4-0 and Gordon Harris scored a hat-trick. So we had a, a successful start. We played in the League Cup, that competition. Uh, that, that season and then we missed the next few competitions we didn't play again I don't think until 1965 it wasn't a compulsory thing for, uh, for teams to enter when it started
1: oh, interesting stuff I wish it was I bet a lot of teams didn't wish it was compulsory now um, question number two then Burnley's first ever match in Division 3
2: Right. Well, we're going back a little while for this. Um, Burnley started off uh, in the league. We were one of the founder members in the first, well, it wasn't the first division. It was just the Football League when it started in 1888. We managed to stay in the top two divisions until uh, 1980, 1979, 80 season. Burnley were relegated. Uh, so the following season, 8081, was the first time we had to play a match in Division Three. Um, And the first match we played, the opening league fixture of that season, was the 16th of August, 1980. Um, We played Newport County and it was a home game. Um, And as I say, Burnley's previous 82 seasons, we had gaps for the war. We played 82 seasons in the top two divisions before we played Newport County. Uh, Tommy Cassidy's opener was cancelled out by John Aldridge, of all people. He was a, a Newport County striker before he went to Liverpool. Um, and the match was a 1-1 draw.
1: Lovely. Question number three. The first occasion Burnley FC provided live internet commentary for a match.
2: Right. Well, this is a tricky one. Did you have any... Did Well, did you do the quiz we, for a start? Did uh, you,
1: did I, I did you? half the quiz and then I had to run um, away to America and... Um, then I was just ridiculously busy with all sorts of exciting adventures in the States. So I, I had zero time. Um, and then I did, I was going to download it, um, to listen to it on the plane. And then I ended up, no, I just, I couldn't do it. But you and I did talk about this. Um, and I think I was trying to guess a year which listeners usually ends in Dave shaking his head at me and telling me to shut up after about three hours of me guessing. Um, and I think I, like most people probably did, assumed that this was a lot later than it actually was. I think if I remember rightly.
2: Right, well, I'll, I'll reveal what the answer was. Um, just as background to it, Burnley did use to provide commentary for matches. So um, they used to do the match videos then obviously the season highlights. Um, they were from sort of like the late 80s into the 90s. Uh, And there was hospital radio as well. They did the hospital radio commentary. But the first time the internet commentary came in was actually for a very big match in our 2000-2001 season. Um, Burnley had got promoted, if you recall. We had a reasonable start to the season. And then we had two very big matches that season. The first one against Blackburn Rovers was Turf Moor. That was in December. It was actually the uh, 17th of December, 2000. And that was the first time that Burnley FC provided live internet commentary for a match. Wow. Uh, we lost at the game, as you uh, will probably remember. Um, but the, and the, the other thing to remember out of the game was that uh, Kevin Ball uh, got the uh, the red card for the challenge on Always um, gonna get you. David Dunn, wasn't it? Uh, but interestingly, um, do you know who provided the commentary for the match?
1: As in who was Papa Bird at the time?
2: who was the commentator yeah
1: was it somebody like daz bentley our old media guy or somebody like that
2: it was well someone a lot more famous than that it was kenneth Wollstoneholm, the the man who provided the commentary for the bbc no. for the
1: 1966 19- world, world
2: cup he was no. i think he was 80 by this time uh, but he probably came out of retirement um, and he provided the commentary for clarets world so it's a, Dude, a one of think? them that's a, no our one, but he was the commentator for the game.
1: That is a brilliant fact. I did not know this. Um, okay, question number four. The official launch of the Clarets Trust, please.
2: Okay, that one was um, 2004 was the yeah. year that it launched and the actual launch date of the Trust itself, there have been meetings beforehand, uh, the actual launch was on the 11th of September 2004. It was obviously for a home game. We made it for... a. Uh, a home game, and Crew Alexandra were the uh, opponents. Uh, Burnley won 3-0, if I recall, and I've got a claim to fame for this one because oh, I was part of the um, the steering group for the Trust when it set up. Oh, amazing.
1: Thank you. As
2: you, as you know, um, the you normally get a, a former player to do the half-time draw,
1: do. and the
2: player who was due to come and do it was Chris Pierce. Give us a dance, Chris Pierce, former goalkeeper. Yeah, I was going to say uh,
1: former keeper, Chris
2: Pearce. For whatever reason, he couldn't turn up. And he wasn't able to make it there, so they asked if one of the uh, Trust Steering Group would go and make the half-time draw to, well, get publicity for the uh, for the Trust launch. And uh, I drew the short straw, so I I did the half. I, I walked onto the pitch and did the half-time draw.
1: That's not a short straw. Did you know what? There must be some video or some photographs of that. I'd love to see them if you can dig them out.
2: Steve Lockyer was the uh, photographer. I don't know if I've ever seen the photograph of it, but yes, I was, That's I was amazing. there. was there.
1: I love it. Uh, quick pause there. Of mm-hmm. course, regular listeners will know that our very own George Poole is the current chairman of the Clarets Trust. We are really, really lucky that George is able to bring us off the press news and regular updates about the Trust. For those of you who aren't members, do drop, uh, well, follow Clarets Trust on Twitter or drop George um, a tweet yourselves and, and get all of the information. We hope to bring you much more updates next season about the Clarets Trust, um, particularly as we're entering a new generation of. Clarets now with a new chairman, one that some fans still feel are a little distant from the town itself, although that relationship is warming nicely. Um, and obviously we've got, you know, different objectives now when we're in back in the Premier League. So now is as good a time as any to make sure that you are involved in the club um, by joining the Trust. So please do get involved. Um, question number five then, the final one in this section, Young Dave, Vincent Company's first match at Turf Moor. I suspect that this one might have been a bit of a red herring.
2: Uh, Well, yeah, it definitely wasn't um, uh, the uh, match against Luton. So we played our first home game of last season. We played uh, Luton Town at home. It wasn't that match uh, because he had played for Manchester City against us. And the first time was the 3rd of April 2010 against Manchester City at home. We won't mention the, uh, the score in that match. No, let's not. Uh, yeah. So we, we were after 2010 uh, April. Um, technically, Burnley were the opposition because he was a Manchester <laughs> <Yeah>. City player <laughs> and it was an away game. But if, if you if you put Manchester City and in, in home, then we we allowed that as well.
1: Yes, fine. Honest. I like it. I like it. Um, yes, yeah, sneaky, sneaky. I fell for Dave's trap. Young listeners, I, uh, I put Luton. Um, And then he reminded me afterwards, and I was like, oh, for the love of God, you'd think I'd known him long enough now to know that there's usually some little uh, sneak in there. Now, before we move on to section number two, Dave, did any of our listeners without giving names, without giving scores or any running commentary, did any of our listeners who submitted answer sheets get five out of five, get full marks for that section?
2: No, because nobody got the um, internet uh, commentary ah, question.
1: Okay. So, did they get four? Have we got people on four points? There,
2: there, there, yes, there, there, there were fours in there. yes.
1: Remind me is this out of twenty? You've got to get all of three of the elements yeah. to get one point. Well, you,
2: you can't. You can't fail on one of the parts. You've got to get all four correct. Do you know
1: what, Dave? Can I just can I just pause there? I still think that's unduly harsh. I think for next summer's quiz, I think you can get you can get a point per element. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw that into the mix next season. Um, no, anyway, the,
2: rules, the rules were clear before we start. We didn't. didn't I, they were.
1: That. that does still make them profoundly wrong. Dave, <laughs> okay. let's move on to section number two, which was all about records. Now question six in the quiz, which was the first question in our record section, was as follows: the most goals scored by one Burnley player. In a single match.
2: Okay, so plenty of Burnley players have scored a hat trick. Uh, One or two have scored four, and a few have scored five. But one Burnley player managed to score six goals in the same game. Wow. Uh, That was Louis Page. But we're going back a little while uh, to April 1926, the 10th of April, in fact. Uh, It was against Birmingham, even before they'd called themselves Birmingham City, it was Birmingham away. Um, and yeah, Burnley uh, won the match. I think it was seven-one, and Louis Page scored six goals for Burnley. So that was the answer to that question.
1: Lovely question number seven. Then the club record is established for the most league wins in a top-flight season. What were those years, etc.? Well, the game,
2: the game, it happened. Uh, the the time we got the most league wins in a top-flight season, perhaps not surprisingly was when we won the title in uh, 1960. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 final match of the season was uh, against Manchester City. That was the 2nd of May, 1960. So after 1960, May, Manchester City away. Um, and the, it was the 24th um, win of the season. That record was equaled again in 1965-66. But in that season, Burnley could only manage a third place finish. Okay,
1: lovely stuff. Question number eight. Burnley's longest ever run of 18 league matches without a win came to an end. Dave, do you have some explaining to do with this question?
2: I I do, because the question started off as um, Burnley's longest run of matches without a win, which was 19, that is correct. And then I thought, well... Obviously there's a cup match in there to, to make it less complicated. I'll just say the league matches and do that. But what I've forgotten was that we'd had two other occasions where we'd had runs of 18 or more league matches without a win. One of 18 and one actually of 24. So we've been wow. generous on it. You gave the answer I expected, you get a point. But if you give either of the other two, uh, which some people did, then uh, you also got a point for, for those as well. So the one we were looking for what we were looking for was going uh, back to 2007 under Steve Cottrell. Um, and we managed to beat uh, Plymouth Argyle. We beat them 4 uh, 0. That was on the 3rd of April, 2007. So it was 2007, April, Plymouth Argyle. It was a home game. Um, and I've got another claim to fame on this one as well. Would you like to hear that? I do. Yeah, well, Phil, Phil Bird doesn't miss many games uh, commentating for Burnley, but for whatever reason, he was away on on work in Bristol uh, for this one and couldn't make it. So I stepped in and did the commentary for the match.
1: No way, I didn't realise you'd done that. Do you know what, really? that is that is some skill. I think, um, listeners, you'll remember last season, I was lucky enough to be um, offered a commentating role for BBC Lancashire and BBC World um, for Burnley's women's first home game at Turf Moor. Now, luckily, I have a summariser role, the ne- Gary Neville, sorry, of, of the gig. Um, I genuinely don't know if I could do commentating. That is some skill to be able to have that level of specificity when you are watching the game and trying to remember what's going on and then adequately describe the action to plant that picture in somebody's brain, I think is a really good skill to have. So well done you, I'm impressed.
2: I've got the DVD somewhere. I mean, the the difficulty as well on this is that, and, and Phil's, Phil Burr's got a difficult issue on this, is that you are not only describing for audio, so people listening just on the audio commentary, but the commentary is also being used for the video highlights, so you're oh, kind of gosh, trying of to move both. It's not, not easy.
1: No, well, Dave, I'm suitably impressed as I continue to be so for you. Um, question number nine, then, please. Uh, no, yes, nine. We're on nine, aren't run 9 are not we and I think Yes, question number nine. Um, you've dazzled me with your fame, Dave. I've got myself lost on my script. Question number nine. The highest recorded attendance for a Burnley match during a regular league
2: season. Ooh, this is a good one. Right, this is a record that stood for quite a while. It was going back to the uh, 1960s. Um, We played at Everton um, over Christmas, well, between Christmas and New Year, and that was the record attendance for a lot of years. But then, um, obviously, Manchester United's ground went up and up and up in capacity. We got back into the top flight And it's perhaps not surprising that the one we're looking for is a a game we've played at Old Trafford in recent seasons. It could obviously have been Wembley because we've played Tottenham at Wembley a couple of times, haven't we? Yeah, we have. But the the attendances were limited for those games, so uh, Wembley wasn't at capacity. So in actual fact, uh, the one we was after is the match uh, against Manchester United at Old Trafford. So it's Manchester United away. Um, and it was the 11th of February 2015. That was the one where we played in the tinfoil kit. Uh, Danny oh, of in-, in
1: Eliza,
2: but United won 3 1. So that was the, uh, the match, uh, February 2015, Manchester United away.
1: Lovely stuff. Okay, final question. Question number 10 in our records section Burnley's 5000th league match. This is quite, this one should have been easier for people to get because it wasn't that long ago.
2: Uh, Yes, this was um, not last season, the season before. There was a a big fuss made about it at the time. And even the programme had a big 5,000 and like a collage on the front of it. It was a relatively recent game. Um, It changed once or twice because when the fixtures came out, we thought it was going to be a different game. When we did the preview shows, we were always having to track back as to when it was going to be. In the end, um, it was another match against Manchester United. Uh, This time it was a home game. Um, and that was on the uh, 8th of February, 2022. Um, in actual fact, we were the second team to reach the landmark. Preston North End uh, were the first to do it. And I think other teams like Bolton and Notts County and a few others have uh, have done it since. But we were the second ones to do it. And we did it in February, 2022.
1: Lovely. That brings section number two to an end. Then now going back to our halfway point check in. At this stage, do, did well? Did any of our submitted answers get five out of five for that second question, thus putting them on um, in pole position with this? Uh,
2: yes, we did have some. We did have a couple. We did have a few fives in there um, for that section. So yes, they were perhaps slightly easier than the first one. Yes, I would say it.
1: so. So do we have do we have people on nine at this stage?
2: Uh, One, two, two, three. Yes.
1: <gasps> yes. Oh, this is exciting. Okay, halfway point. Let's have a half-time. Listeners, let us um, swap sides, have the orange slices, get a cup of Bovril, and we will join you after this break from our sponsors.
3: to find out if it's right for you.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: Okay, Dave, we're back in the quiz section number three uh that is our did you enjoy your half-time oranges by the way Dave? i did
2: oh yes very good
1: my half-time oranges very much looked like a glass of Argentinian malbec but you know we're splitting hairs listeners we're splitting hairs. um section number three is our quirky section uh, five questions all on something a little bit different I always worry when Statman Dave introduces anything on our previous show that has the word quirky in the title because, as you know, listeners, I have zero control over Dave. And quite frankly, this could be anything. But this was good. This was reserved, and I liked this section very much. So let us dive straight in there. Question number 11 in our quiz as follows. John Spicer has to take over in goal when Brian Jensen is sent off and there is no substitute keeper a famous Burnley game Dave I think most of our pirates will probably remember this yes
2: a reasonably uh r- reasonably recent and also one we've covered again on the um on the previous show in fact I think all of the five maybe or certainly four of the five are ones that we've talked about in uh, preview show episodes so in terms of uh, those anyone who's a regular listener perhaps has a slight uh, advantage on these questions
1: they are so what was the answer
2: uh, the answer was uh, November, actually fifth of November, bonfire night. Bonfire uh,
1: night, Remember, uh, remember.
2: And it was away at uh, a ground that won't be ready for the start of this season.
1: It was. That's the one, Kenilworth Road. I think. Uh, I think we were just a very a quick break there, Dave. Sorry for the background noise, listeners. My uh, battery laptop has just started to run down. Now running. I should not be out this out of breath, but I'm running around trying to do this. Um, quick pause just to bring us back up to date. It just kind of feel that Luton's home ground was never going to be ready for the start of the season. I think we probably all expected this, right?
2: Well, it's odd, isn't it? Because they're actually saying that the works are ahead of schedule. But despite that, they can't... Well, the the Premier League now are are after guarantees the game's going to go ahead. Luton Town can't give it. So the match has been been postponed and be arranged for, for another time.
1: It is. Anyway, sorry. Back to John Spicer's
2: days. Carry on. Uh, yeah, the, the the dismissal. Brian Jensen was sent off for uh, for handling outside the box in the thirty uh, eighth minute. And although uh, we led two uh, two goals, sorry, although we let two goals in, we won the match three two. And it was an Addy Akin hat trick that ensured, and and obviously John Spicer's heroics in goal to to only concede two. Uh, that meant that we won 3-2. So um, a memorable away win for the Burnley fans that went down to
1: Kenilworth Road for that one. Definitely. Okay, next question. Where am I? Um, number 12. Number 12. I've lost my screen. Here we are. Number 12. pick delayed for almost an hour due to a pre-match mishap with a wayward parachute test. Again, very, very famous... Um
2: game uh yeah this one was uh, August 2008 obviously it was a a home game uh, and it was against Ipswich Town and the, as we said the kickoff was delayed by almost an hour uh the parachutist landed on the uh cricket field stand roof and fortunately landed on a, a part that was uh strengthened obviously there are sort of um uh Bits going underneath. If it would have landed in the middle, then uh, it could have been a lot more serious than it was. It's was something that was touched on in in Clive Holt's uh, book, one we gave a, uh, a, co- a gave away in a competition reasonably uh, recently. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that was uh, a little bit of a, a mishap before the game. The parachutist came down, was supposed to land on the pitch, landed on the cricket stand roof. And then we were waiting. Well, actually, I think I think the match kicked off while he was still up there. I don't think they managed to get him no, down. But they must. No, be.
1: I thought. I thought. I'm. I'm absolutely sure kickoff was delayed. I'm sure of it. It must have been because I remember that game pretty vividly, and I remember because it wasn't that. It was really close to kickoff, so we must have delayed.
2: Yeah, but the kickoff kick- was delayed. But I think in the end they kicked off even when he was still. Oh, there.
1: sorry, I misunderstood what you said. Uh, oh, as, long, as long as it was yeah. safe, you just sat there waving, going "Hi, shoot down mm. here." <laughs> hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. Okay, next one. Where are we up to? Question number. Sorry, d- we lost
2: that match three 0 as well. I think oh. it was the 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 uh, the oh, everything going on before the match must have put the players off, and we lost three yeah. 0
1: That's exactly what happened. Yeah, put the players off. Uh, Question number 13 then. The only time Graham Alexander missed a penalty for Burnley. didn't happen very often.
2: Uh, No, it just happened the once, and that was on the 23rd of September 2010. Uh, So we we were relegated from the Premier League. It was the following season uh, with Brian Laws in charge. It was at the cricket field stand end. Um, and yeah, he is usually deadly from the spot, but he sent his first half penalty wide of the post, and no one could quite believe it because he was always so reliable from the the spot before then.
1: Yeah, definitely, it was a bit of a shocky. You always expect that that's going to be a guaranteed goal. Uh, question number fourteen:
2: September, September twenty ten, Bristol City home were the answers. Excellent,
1: thank you. Uh, question 14 then, another very famous incident in Burnley's history. Bertie B was sent off for miming that the assistant referee needed to wear spectacles. Now, previous show listeners should know this.
2: Yeah, we covered this one uh, quite recently, I think, we're getting the match against Queen's Park Rangers, which we played uh, late on in the season. Uh, this is going back, though, to a match in October 2013 it was actually on the 26th of October, 2013. Uh, yes, Queen's Park Rangers were the opposition and it was a Burnley home match. If um, you remember for that game as well, photos were circulated, mocked up photos of uh, of him in the, uh, Bertie B in, the, was, prison in the prisons. In
1: the prisons. Apparently there any- No, apparently not.
2: Apparently not. We've on the underneath, B, B, uh, underneath by the, where the changing rooms and things are and the, uh, the police cell no longer exists.
1: Excellent. I do love it. Okay. Final question in this section then. Number 15, the No Nay Never podcast hosted a special live post-match episode on match day. Oh, the memories. I remember this well.
2: Yeah, this was uh, going back to 2017. So it was towards the end of the 2016-2017 season. It was on the 6th of May, and West Bromwich Albion were the uh, opponents. And obviously, it was a, a home game. We wouldn't do it for an away game. We want as many uh, Burnley fans there as possible. So it was a, a home game. And we were in the, um, it was well, before I was involved with the uh, the podcast, this, but I did did go along to uh, we're there. for the live episode. Yeah. You were there.
1: And as we said in part one of this episode, it was the first time we met. We knew each other virtually, but it was the first time we met in person. So, yes, a very lovely day. In the flourishing friendship that has become Dave and Natalie and the preview show. Uh, it was from that day, I think it was always destined that you were going to uh, that you'd fit right in and you were always going to find your way onto the, onto the podcast I think um, and that was the, the originals so uh, Jamie Smith, our old host was hosting that, we had Kevin Adam, Papa Bird's son James and and me um, that team of five was the podcast team for a, for a long long time and uh, happy days, happy days well I shall always remember the, the the original crazy podcast with birdie on bikes being chased by dogs down the street it was uh fun times fun times um okay so that brings us to uh the end of section two uh, three sorry the quirky section uh dave anybody in that particular round get full marks
2: uh, yeah, we had we had a, we had a few there with uh, with five out of five in that section. So again, it was a little bit easier with uh, those questions. I think the, the the first section is the one that managed to uh, catch more people out.
1: Do we have anybody on fourteen out of out of fifteen, which is currently our top score, with nobody getting five in the first? Uh,
2: no, I think the best we have Ooh. is thirteen.
1: So we've got somebody in the lead at the moment
2: uh yes
1: oh excellent okay well we're about to go into our final round round four and we will start to crown our winner so before we do move on to that final section dave i think sorry in the break um in a half term half time turnaround you wanted to just have a quick correction didn't you on uh not correction sorry just a further explanation on question eight
2: yeah, we're given the answer as um, twenty uh, April 2007, uh, uh Sorry, April two thousand seven, which was Plymouth yeah. at home. The other possible answers, which we would have accepted, were uh, Chesterfield at home. That was August nineteen eighty. I would also have accepted Cambridge United at home, which was November nineteen seventy nine. So any of those three would have been accepted.
1: Brilliant. Yeah, I think Dave. Um... Obviously, it's giving points for all of those answers. So it probably makes sense if we give you what those answers actually were. Um, Okay, fifth, fourth and final section, the last five questions. And this section is on lasts. Of course it is, because it's the last section. So here we go. Are you going to have got maximum points that you can from this section? Are you in with a shout of being our known and ever Big Summer Quiz winner? Let's go. Question 16, Harry Potts' last match as Burnley manager.
2: Right, well, to get this one right, you have to remember that he had two spells as Burnley manager. So anyone who came in with, um, uh, I think it was uh, 1970, uh, wouldn't have been correct because he had another spell from 1977 to 1979. Uh, and his last match in that spell was uh, the 13th of October of 1979. That was a home game game against Cardiff City um which I don't have the score of in front of me but I'm, I seem to recall we lost it.
1: No okay never mind. Boom. Um okay, question number 17 then. The last time that Burnley led a match by six clear goals at half time. This is a trick question that's never happened.
2: Well, it has. You've got to go back a little while for it, though. It's um, November nineteen eighty-three. It was the twenty-sixth of November nineteen eighty-three in the John Bond era. Uh, we had some uh, some good times in that season. Mm. Uh, this was a home game, um, uh, and it was against Port Vale. Uh, Burnie's, uh, well, as we said, Burnie's one and only season with John Bond as manager. Um, and it was a 7-0 home win, so we went easy on them. We were 6-0 up at half-time and only ended up winning 7-0, but that's the the last time. It has happened in other games previously, but the most recent one was November 83, Port Vale at home.
1: Lovely. Question 18, then. Uh, The last time two Burnley players scored a hat-trick at the same match, in the same match, sorry.
2: Uh, Yeah, it has happened more than once, but the most recent one... Uh, was November 17th of November, in fact, uh, 1984. Uh, we played Penrith in the FA Cup. That was an away match. Um, and Burnley won 9 uh, 0. And we had a couple of hat tricks in the match. Uh, but that's the first, the, the last time it happened. That was uh, Penrith away in November 1984.
1: Lovely. An ultimate question, then number 19. The last time a league match involving Burnley was abandoned. Now, do we need to clarify abandoned here? Because I think I got this wrong. Maybe it's just me being dim.
2: Well, in football, abandoned means the match had actually started. So it's not a postponed game, which is... I think
1: people thought postponement. And like me, listeners, and you can throw whatever you want at me on Twitter, I was like, surely this the the snow game, the Spurs game, oh, last season. No, that was postponed. So, sorry. Abandoned. The game started and then had to be ceased day. when
2: was that uh, yeah that was um, 1st of January New Year's Day 2005 uh, it was a match at Turf Moor so a home game against Leicester City um, it kicked off and it was very very wet and it got even wetter and after 19 minutes the match was abandoned so that's the last time it happened in a match involving Burnley.
1: excellent stuff okay the final question in our summer quiz. Dave, roll. The last time Burnley had to play a match behind closed doors due to the pandemic. Uh,
2: Yeah, slightly tricky one, because uh, towards the end of the 2021 season, uh, we did start to let fans in. So our last um, away game was at Sheffield United at Bramall Lane and that had fans there and uh, some lucky Burnley fans uh, a few selected Burnley fans got uh, free tickets for the match against Liverpool at Turf Moor they did Uh, so it wasn't neither of those two games the one before that uh, was against Leeds United Uh, that was a, a home game on the 15th of May 2021 so we were after 2021 May Leeds United at
1: home lovely okay Dave, that's it. All of the questions, 20. Before we go on to reveal our scores, did any of our listeners submit five out of five for that final section?
2: Uh, We did get some five out of fives that last section, yes.
1: Ooh, excellent. Okay. Well, it's time for the big reveal. Are you going to tell us who won this quiz and what their score was? Take it away. This is exciting.
2: Well, no one got twenty out of twenty, so I'm I'm happy that the quiz managed to be difficult enough that it wasn't uh, easy to get them all right. Um and we actually have two responses with 18 points each.
1: <gasps> so, okay, so we've got a tie break. Okay. Who well, are? Oh, okay. Who are we? I was our... gonna say
2: we didn't we didn't have a tie break, so I think we're, we're gonna just gonna have, to have one. <laughs> no, I think no. we just have joint.
1: No, no. I'm not buying two prizes. Like we're on a budget, Dave. Like a we've got minute. we've got it cost a living. We've got increased increased costs <laughs> this season. I'm not buying two prizes. We'll have a tie break. Tell me who our current joint leaders are, please.
2: Uh, well, former pope master, Adam Dennett.
1: No, come on. I'm going to have to start banning none and ever panelists from entering our Blumming quizzes.
2: The ones he didn't get were the uh, internet question. And also, he he was probably closest because he did have a Manchester United game for the highest uh, attendance, league attendance. But it was the wrong Man United game. He had the one from December 2017, not the one from February 2015. So that's uh, that's where Adam slipped up.
1: Okay, and who was the other one then?
2: Uh, Tom Whitaker.
1: Shut up! Are you kidding me? Out of all the submissions, our top two panellists are both known and ever panellists.
2: Well, I, I think that they've perhaps, I haven't helped them out, but they know to go to my database for uh, for help. So I think that's perhaps a little oh. bit of inside oh, information.
1: Okay, this is unbelievable nonsense. I can't believe this has happened. So this is what I'm going to do. Do you have access on air very quickly, Dave, to see who came behind them? with a more than one regular listeners or was a one other listener who like who who came next who came
2: uh, uh andy, andy richings got 17 out of 20
1: did anybody else get 17 out of 20 no excellent right i am hereby crowning andy richings richings am i spelling that right um our no nay never listener quiz winner um, Andy, please get in touch on Twitter. We are going to give you send you a prize, non and ever merchandise. It won't just be a stick, but it'll be something else, um, yet to be determined. Whatever I decide to buy. Um, and congratulations, you have won. What we will do, we will do a tie break um, between non and ever panelists Tom and Adam to decide basically who is the absolute anorak of the Known and ever panelists. So that story is to be continued, listeners. We will come back to you on that we'll probably play it out on twitter or some other social media so Andy, congratulations you are our genuine quiz winner and adam and uh tom i'm gonna have a word with you both at some point please <laughs> because this is not on um okay listeners that concludes our summer fun thank you all um for joining in thank you to everybody who submitted answers um, i love getting listener participation i love it when you get involved it, it makes my job um very happy um and if anybody else wants to do this for fun drop us a line on social media you know how to get in touch this us. let us know how you get on um and we'll be back shortly uh, we're gonna have another little bit of a break there's not an awful lot going on in, in claret's world at the moment we've just done a quick podcast summary last week about everything that's going on with membership schemes and uh transfers and shirt sponsors etc etc so do Check that out if you get an opportunity to, and we'll be back in the next week or so uh, once we have something to report on. Um, this has been the No Name Never Big Summer Quiz. Thank you very much to our good friend and colleague Dave Roberts, um, for compiling that and putting in so much work and effort. We love you, Dave. Um, this has been the No Name Never Podcast. I've been Natalie Bromley. Until next time, the No Name Never Podcast is brought to you in association with the Talk Sports Fan Network. Natalie Bromley is the host and editor, and the show is produced by Matt Moss. Our resident statistician is Dave Roberts, and our FPL expert is Adam Dennett. The analysis show team is collectively Tom Whittaker, Richard Steele, George Poole, Charlotte Rigby, Adam Dennett, and Robbie Kopak. Our music is provided by George Gaskill, and our newsletter team is headed up by Jamie Smith. If you don't already, you can subscribe to our newsletter by visiting no need never.substack.com. Our thanks as ever go to our partners, Talksport. We are as ever proud to be part of the Talk
0: Sport Fan Network.
3: No,
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Delivery.